0: welcome
1: this is WNZN radio coming to you from Lorain Ohio very happy you tuned in once again David it's a beautiful spring morning
0: and uh, Easter yeah. week absolutely great to be here with you John this is one of my favorite weeks yeah of the I year. Mean, it, we're yeah, gonna be next talking, to Christmas yeah, it's right. absolutely the best right. yeah Thanksgiving
1: so um, once again thank you for tuning in uh, very happy you did so We are 89.1 FM on the radio. We're very thankful to God as well as yes. to the station and Mark Ballard for the opportunity and the privilege to be sharing all of these different radio programs we've had over the past year. And even like uh, a week, two ago, we had special guests as far as away from Thailand, yeah. and we've had from Africa, Morocco, mm. different places around the world. And we look forward to that same kind of thing with the lineup we're going to be having in a couple weeks today <clears> with special guests Yes, from Grove City College, mm-hmm. from... Um, mm-hmm. Uh, Northern Thailand once more. man involved in incredible projects up there with the refugees. But because this is Easter week, or Passion Week, people call them by different names, and tomorrow is Good Friday, you know, and that's when we recognize, and if you say, you know, almost say celebrate uh, the death of our Lord Mm -hmm. and Savior Jesus Christ, I thought we would discuss that and look at some of the elements contained in that. that Often we overlook, you know, kind of, we, we look at certain things, we don't look at other things. But, uh, like I said, this is WNZN radio. If you're having any problem, static or any kind of interference, what I do is just go to uh, my iPad, my iPhone, or Alexa, and uh, I'm sorry, Alexa, and then just uh, tune us in that way. But uh, I think a lot of it's weather dependent, but sometimes you get a strong signal, sometimes you don't. Yeah. So, having said that, David, we're going to get into Good Friday. Why is it called Good? (laughs) Uh, and this, to start with, if you re- notice in the, in the scriptures, mm-hmm. there's several times, uh, starting with the wedding feast of Cana, where Jesus talks about this term, my hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, remember mm-hmm. in the wedding feast of Cana, when right. uh, the Virgin Mary came yes. to him and said, they have no wine. Right. And he'll turn to her and he'd say, uh, <clears> did <throat> you not know uh, it is not yet my hour? Yes. And you go through the scripture uh, and there's different times, like in John chapter 7, verse 30, he says, it, it, it is not yet his hour. Same thing at uh, uh, he says in, in chapter 8. It will again say John explains that Jesus they were going to do something to him in the temple in John uh-huh. chapter 8. And he walks through the crowd because John explains it because his hour had not yet come. So his hour is going to be when he dies. And that's why he'll say in John chapter 12, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Truly, truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. So this is the idea we're going to look at today. Good Friday is his hour. That is what he came Mm -hmm. to the earth to do. In John chapter 17, in his high priestly prayer, Jesus says, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son that the Son may glorify you now the hour is this expectant mm-hmm. hour uh, arguably the hour means is referencing his death this mm-hmm. crucifixion yeah in a sense that's why Jesus came to the earth mm-hmm. uh, when John introduced him, John the Baptist introduced and says at the river Jordan behold the lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world yes well Lamb of God that implied sacrificial lamb how does a lamb take away sin well we're going to see because you sacrifice the lamb <clears throat> that's that was the purpose of Jesus coming to the earth, and and again, wh- when you look at it, it's so loaded with implications about how this is like a pinnacle yes. of his life, his ministry. But it's also we're going to see of prophecies in the Old Testament how many converge on this one day, <clears throat> on this one happening <clears throat> where Jesus is going to be be tried uh, and uh, tortured basically, and then crucified and then buried. And next week, we're going to look at reasons for the resurrection, proofs uh, for the resurrection, both contained within the Scripture and outside the Scripture, history, archaeology. But we'll do that next week when we focus on the resurrection. Yeah. So today, let's focus on uh, the crucifixion, mm-hmm. starting with the trials. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So we know Jesus comes in to Jerusalem on what we call Palm Sunday. Mm-hmm. And there he's declared, the one time he really allows himself to be declared, King of the Jews, Hosanna, blessed he who comes in the name of the Lord. He's riding on this donkey, which is fulfillment of a prophecy in Zechariah. And they're putting their cloaks down. And even the, 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 the religious leaders of the day say, tell your people, don't say this. Don't, you know, and he says, if they don't say it, even the stones will cry out because it's now time. But during that week is when Judas betrays him. And he's going to be arrested. We're going to look at those. Okay. Now, a couple of things are going on here. If Remember, like growing up, you have like a Christmas play, right? Remember, yeah. you'd have like a, yeah. people. But if you look at the characters in the Christmas play, you have the shepherds. You have the holy family. Of course, you have Jesus was born, Mary and Joseph. You had Herod, who wants to kill all the little boys because he's worried yeah. that there's a king going mm-hmm. to be born. Yeah. You have the angels. And then later, a little bit later, the wise men appear to the scene. And that's it. Those are your characters. But when you look at this trial and crucifixion of Jesus, you have all of these characters. You have Pilate. Mm-hmm. You have his wife coming to him and say, don't have nothing to do with this man. Yeah. He's a just man. You have Herod, who comes down from the Galilee, that interviews Jesus. You have the former high priest, Annas. Then you have his son-in-law, Caiaphas. You have a... a a criminal who's going to be released, Barabbas. You've got two executed thieves. You've got Simon of Cyrene who's going to help Jesus. You've got the centurion who declares Jesus truly this is the Son of God. You've got Roman soldiers. You've got Peter denying him. You've got this whole mm. cast of characters yes. up and down the line with all these side stories, mm-hmm. but they all converge on the person of Jesus Christ. It's his hour. And so that's what we're going to look at. I don't. What, what's your thought, David? Just as we launch into this. Well,
0: yeah. I mean, the the really the, the main thing to remember too is that this was his choice. When, when we mm. think about Good Friday, I never really understood. Actually, I have bad memories of Good Friday. Um, you know, going through some of the services that I went through. Uh, but when I when I think about the fact this was his decision, uh-huh. he voluntarily. Went to the cross to save us and be the perfect lamb. I think that that's why we're designating it Good Friday. Even even given the brutality of it, which really shows, I think, the greatest love story ever in the world. Uh, oh, you're for right. What he did for us. Yeah, it's all about love. Yeah, uh, it's, it's that simple. So it's yeah. it's.
1: Some people wonder why it's Good Friday. Yeah. Well, our salvation depended on this. Yeah. I mean, World War II wasn't good, right? Yeah. But it was good in a sense. It liberated the world, and it stopped Nazi, uh, and fascism, and communism. Yeah. It stopped all these things, but it was right. a horrific sacrifice of men. Yeah. But nevertheless, the ultimate sacrifice, the ultimate shedding of blood, and and our freedom and our mm-hmm. salvation rested on what we call Good Friday. Yeah. And to your point, David, nobody took Jesus' life from him. Jesus says, "Nobody taketh my life from me. I lay it down willingly." Yes. At another point, he says. To Peter, he says, do you not think that I could ask my father even Mm -hmm. now? And he would send 12 legions of angels. Right. So it's not like (laughs) it was the Roman, it was the Jewish people, it's his people. If anyone, you could say it's all of us are culpable because we're sinners. But it says in Acts, it was the pre-planned plan of God. I think this is important because a lot of people don't realize this. When Jesus prays three times in the Garden of Mm -hmm. Gethsemane, he says, Father, if it is your will, take this cup from me. me. See, it was from the Father. Because there's things we don't fully understand, yeah. but the necessity without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sins. Right. And say at the end of that three prayers, Jesus will say, nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. And then he drinks the cup of suffering. Yeah. That's a yeah. poetic metaphor for uh, accepting all the brutality and suffering and everything that's going to transpire as we talk about it.
0: Yeah. And, you know, Billy Graham said that uh, the cross... When Jesus died on the cross, that was the cure for humanity's sinful nature. And it's really true. It was the cure. Even though when he was here on earth, you know, you saw that his compassion drove him to actually cure people and heal them. He did that because he was compassionate for them. But the real work for the whole universe was the work he did on the cross and then rising the third day. And and so it really was a cure. That's why it's Good Friday. That's
1: a good point, yeah. David. And, and what he did in his ministry. Now, remember, we only... Have a window of three years of his ministry, yeah. which is remarkable. Yeah. But what he what he validated and displayed mm-hmm. there was he was the Son of God. Yes. He, what power did he have? Well, he had the power to heal the sick. Mm-hmm. He had the power of open blind eyes. He had the power to feed five thousand with a couple of loaves and a couple of fishes. Uh, he could c- cure the the leper. He could cast out demons. He could raise the dead. He right. could calm a storm. Uh-huh. On and on. That's all he's manifesting there is who he is. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, he's fulfilling pro- prophecies all along the way right. to bring us to this moment, to bring yes. us to this moment mm-hmm. in time again. Uh, so when he comes in on that week, we call it Passion Week or Holy Week, mm-hmm. and he's arrested, he will actually undergo three religious trials, mm-hmm. and we're even told the name of yeah. these priests. One is Annas, his son-in-law, who was the high priest at that time, was Caiaphas. Uh-huh and then the third one will be before the Sanhedrin. Then you'll have at least three civil or Roman trials, uh, one before Pilate, uh, the Mm -hmm. other before Herod. This is not Herod the Great, but it's his grandson who came down from the Galilee. He wanted to see Jesus do miracles. Jesus doesn't say anything to him, and he says, I find nothing wrong with this man. And then we'll finally uh, goes back to Pilate, and that's when Pilate says, okay, you crucify him. So you see these trials are all... They're, they're all illegal. Number right. one, yeah. it's at yeah. night. Yeah. Number two, the witnesses can't agree. They, they're not even sure what crime he committed. Six people, at least six non-believing people, will say he's innocent, mm-hmm. that he's done nothing wrong. I mean, you can see this is, um, uh, again and again, they just say, I find nothing wrong with him. Judas yeah. Iscariot in Matthew 27 says, I have betrayed innocent blood. And then he throws the money down on the floor. Pontius Pilate says, a couple times, I find no fault with this man. Herod Antipas, this is the Herod that came down from the Galilee. He says, there's nothing he has done that is worthy of death. Pilate's wife says, have nothing to do with this just man. That's in Matthew 27. Again, the dying thief on the cross, this man has done nothing wrong. The Roman centurion says, truly this man was righteous. And the Roman guards say, indeed, this was the son of God. All these unbelievers are declaring him. Mm -hmm. But unbeknownst to them, we know at the Passover, we'll get into this in a minute, Mm -hmm. the lamb had to be without spot or blemish, Mm -hmm. right? Unbeknownst to them, they're proclaiming that the lamb of God does not have spot or blemish. There's no sin. Mm-hmm. There's nobody can say you did this wrong or you said that wrong. He's perfectly holy, blameless, <clears throat> unblemished. And I, it, it, I find it interesting. It's coming from the mouth of unbelievers are yeah. declaring his innocence. Mm-hmm. So so those yeah. are the trials as they set up. And then it moves into the day. Now, as you study in the Gospel of Mark, it looks like he's going, if you look at the time piece. Uh, first of all, they brutalize him. They mock <clears throat> him. Yeah. Uh, they spit upon him, it suggests that they plucked his beard out, they crowned him with thorns, and they scourged him. They didn't whip him, they scourged him. There's a big difference between whipping and scourging. Mm-hmm. Uh, scur- whipping is you're getting a leather strap across your back. There are parts of the world still do this, actually, punishment. But scourging was, 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 was bits of metal and bone that dug yes. into your back and pulled flesh, <clears throat> muscle, yeah. tendon. And some doctors, uh, even historians, would, would call that scourging the first death. Mm-hmm. Some prisoners did not make it beyond that. Yeah. And they feel this is one of the reasons Jesus needed assistance when he was carrying a cross to his place of execution. And they'll bring in this pastor, this uh, bystander named Simon of Cyrene, mm-hmm. help him. Because why? He was so physically beaten and, and, and traumatized and shocked uh, that he had a struggle Think about it. He had a struggle carrying the very instrument that was going to kill him. Right. But he did it for me. He did it for yeah. you. He did it on our <clears> behalf. <throat> mm-hmm. he, he's he got a struggle to get to the place so he can be punished more mm-hmm. for me, mm-hmm. for you. Yeah. You know, it, it, if people would just look at this and say, why is this so different than any other religion? All your other mm-hmm. religions, they have a teacher. Yeah. They have like a prophet character. Or they mm-hmm. do this, don't mm-hmm. do that, don't kill, don't yeah. rob, don't... What is this about where you have your founder yeah. brutalized? We'll go on for that. But there there you have the initial pre-cross trauma and persecution are setting in now. Mm-hmm. And again, uh, they're taking him. And But they'll say a lot of times he, our Lord won't open his mouth at all in his own defense. And that's what it says in Isaiah mm-hmm. 53. He was led by a lamb to the slaughter. He did not open yes. his mouth. Right. So he's being led. And... You can go to Jerusalem today, when I lead tours there, you can see where they think, they kind of plot it out. They call it the Via Della Rosa, the Way of the Cross, Mm -hmm. and where he went Mm -hmm. along the way to get to where he was crucified, which they believe is located, what's known as the Church of the Holy Sepulcher today. But it's kind now there's all kinds of shops there, (laughs) but you kind of get certain things that are happening along the way. I know you got a couple there, David, that happened where he falls Another time, they call Simon and Cyrene to come and help him, yeah. and he moves along like that. Yeah. But it's all for the fact that they got to get him to that place of uh, crucifixion. Yep. And now, yep. as he gets there, they strip him. Now, in all honesty, to be blunt, I mean, this This was probably... He, these. One of the things about crucifixion was not just the painfully... Excruciating pain, and but it was meant to mock, shame, humiliate. Yeah. So they probably stripped naked of all their clothes because they're gambling for his clothes. Right. And the Romans at this stage, they have no sense of decorum no. or modesty. Mm-hmm. these are they want to brutalize mm-hmm. you. They want to mock you, and they want you to just hang there and bleed out, just die. Uh, and and our Lord takes all of this on our behalf. So once they get there, the place. It's interesting. It's called Golgotha. Or the place of the skull. Yeah, and we're not sure why. Now I've been to is like I said a couple times. There's one place they said maybe it happened here. There's two places they try to position it: Church of the Holy Sepulchre, or another place called Garden Gordon's Calvary. They call and there's a there's a outcropping of rock. It looks like a skull, but it's it's hard to. Yeah, most scholars tend to go with Church of the Holy Sepulchre. It kind of fits. It had to be big things. It had to be outside the, the city gate. It was nearby a garden, it says scripturally. Yeah. And his tomb, where they actually would entomb him, was not that far away. Those are your requirements strategically. It doesn't even say it was a hill. It might have been a hill, might not have been a hill. But the place of the skull, they don't know. But um, what we do know is that that's where they executed criminals. Yeah. So were their bodies laying around there? And often, what the Romans would do, they just let bodies rot. You know the scavengers would come and the bones would fall because what yeah. was crucifixion? Crucifixion was an advertisement, and Fair that's watch. why they put yeah. your charges, what you did wrong, above, yeah. and then everybody going into and out of Jerusalem, let's say, yeah. could see why are these three people or why are these ten men, you know, dead hanging on a cross? Well, maybe they were revolutionaries. Maybe they were um, thieves. Maybe they were murderers. And that then you go, whoa, that's a that's a great deterrent. Yeah, it sure is, yeah. So they get him there, and then then starts, we'll look at it a little bit in Mm -hmm. detail, is what's known as the seven sayings. Jesus will make seven statements on the cross, which is in particular, this is interesting because Mm -hmm. he has got to be, Ah. at this point, in intense pain. I mean, I don't know how many people have ever caught a good-sized sliver in your hand or your foot or been stung by like a wasp. Or had an infected tooth, you know, and it just drives you crazy with pain, yeah. and uh, but magnify that yeah like by a hundred times, you know, it, it must have been, the pain must have been. That's where we actually get the word excruciating. You see the word crux in mm-hmm. there, excruci, yeah. yeah. x ex- out of pain, right. excruciated. Yes, yeah, sure. we also get the word uh, crucible. You know what, that's where they put metals mm-hmm. in and heat yes, it up? Right. Well, crucible mm-hmm. also meant a place of suffering. There's wow. the word cross in there mm-hmm. in the Latin, crucis. Mm-hmm. Uh, these words come in yeah. play. But the first thing he'll say in the cross, maybe you have it there, David, and read it out. This is his first statement.
0: Yeah, so, um, but I also want to just mention that, uh, yeah. and even as Jesus hung on the cross, he continued his work as a suffering servant, uh, as in Mark 10 45. What's amazing is even up to his last words, his death, he continued to minister to people in his presence. It's just unbelievable. So, um, yeah, and so you really think, I mean, he continues to take care of people even with not only the excruciating pain, but, you know, the other thing I was thinking about is he never really was not fully connected to his father, but when when he took on all the sins of humanity, that must have been something else on top of all the pain, but the emotional pain of taking all that on for us. I, I can't imagine what that would have been like, Jen. Uh, well, on top of the physical. And he continued uh, to take to take care of uh, his family. The, you know, m- the one I like is Luke 23, 34. Father, forgive them for they do not know what they are doing.
1: Yeah, this will be as yeah. if you I go through the four Gospels. This seems to be the first one. Yeah. Now, to your point in terms of suffering, you know, we could look at his physical pain. You know, I mean, he was, he was beaten. We know that they hit him in the face, punched him. Yeah. It says that they, they, they scourged him. Mm -hmm. He has puncture wounds. He's probably dehydrated because one of his questions, petitions is, is is, he thirst? But notice the emotional. He was betrayed by a good friend. He He was was sold out. Mm -hmm. Number two, uh, one of his closest denied him. Yeah. Okay. He was wrongly accused. Uh, he was separated from people that loved him. and th- All of these mm-hmm. emotional as well as physical pain, right. he came down to this earth and he identified with humanity in such a real way. Nobody could ever say, God doesn't know what I'm going through. Yeah. Do you ever hear somebody say, well, God, how would God? Well, he knows. He experienced it. Yes. He became one. Yeah. And you're right, David. The first three statements, it seems to be, if we go through the Gospels, the, they're for other people. Yep. We're going to <clears> start in <throat> with this one. Where he says, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. Right. Isn't it interesting? Yeah. He's forgiven those that just pounded nails into his hands and yeah. his feet. Yeah. He's forgiving them, you know? And and mm. I find that very Christ like, let me say that. But in a sense, that what he's showing us there is that even in this, when, when people offend you, mm-hmm. and nobody can be offended more than our Lord, he did nothing wrong. He yeah. did he was completely righteous yeah. and holy. Mm-hmm. But he's praying, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing. Right. Now, Jesus did say in the Sermon on the Mount, forgive those that persecuted yes. and speak all evil yep. against you. Forgive them. You see what I'm saying? This is the heart of the, the Christian message is forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And he leads with that. He leads with yes. forgiveness. And I, I find that very powerful because if we truly lived. The, the 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 teachings of our lord and savior jesus yeah. christ is to forgive others we, yeah. we,
0: we should forgive because we've been forgiven and most of the time uh, the way we are hurt is by words oh yeah someone else's words when you think not only about the words his best friends as you said uh leaving him denying him uh all the questioning he endured with pilate the accusations from the scribes and pharisees the list goes on and during the mocking of the crowd um, it's it's unbelievable and the excruciating pain because he was fully human. Yeah, and and for this to be the first statement out of his mouth, man, is that convicting?
1: Well, that's you know, I mean, that's <clears> throat> that's, throat> that's convicting. Th- that's for
0: that's me. why really, it, yeah, nobody wrote
1: this down. You know, nobody yeah. could figure this out. I mean, he 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 goes to the heart of the mm-hmm. issue. What is man's greatest need? Sin. What is the greatest remedy? Forgiveness from God. Yeah. You see? And how is that going to be um, realized? By the son's death and his appeal to the father.
0: Yeah. And you you know the other thing too, because I just think about, I think about myself, John, and I think about how hard it is for me to forgive others if they've done something to hurt my feelings Mm -hmm. or hurt my family name. But, you know, you take a look at Luke 35. The people stood watching, and the rulers even sneered at him. They said, "He saved others; let him save himself if he is God's Messiah, the chosen one." Man, th- that that would have hit me to say, "I can do it." And he wasn't a victim in this at all. Mm-hmm. He was in control all the way, even though the enemy thought he was about to win. It quite the contrary. But something like that, where your ego is tested, um, you know, where you're pushed to show people who you are. And he he did nothing. He did nothing. He did nothing. And
1: it's so, amazing, you know, it, what, what the scripture says now is that mm-hmm. Jesus ever liveth to make intercession for us. He sit yeah. at the right hand. That's his ministry now is is is, is prayerful on our behalf. He right. never liveth. But it's starting right here. I mean, it started actually before here. Sure. But even in his most painful moment, he's working as an intercessor. Right. You see that? Isn't that amazing? <laughs> it unbelievable. He's not blaming them. Yeah. He's not saying bring judgment on these people. He's he's he's. He's praying for man's greatest need yeah. at the at the, his lowest
0: point, yes. so to speak. At his until he's he's totally passed. Yeah. So all he the says, way to the
1: end. Man's greatest need, but it, it starts up this ministry mm-hmm. of he is the high priest. Remember mm-hmm. we, we we talked about yes. he is the high not like a Levitical, but metaphysitic, he ever lived to make intercession right. for us. He's making intercession here. He is the priest. Notice this. He's not only the high priest, but at the same moment, he's the perfect sacrifice. Mm-hmm. He's the Lamb of God, perfect, Is high priest, sacrifice. and it's all happening. You see how this mm-hmm. hour, this time yeah. frame, it, when we tease it out, you see all these elements are coming yeah. out about the person of Jesus Christ. It's like, whoa, men could not sit down and write this. But here's the <clears> thing, David, and I tell people this all the time. Many people don't believe because they have unexamined unbelief. They don't look at the evidence. And many Christians, we don't live up to our full potential because we have unexamined belief. We don't fully get into the Word of God to see all of these intricate. Yeah. You know, back in the day, my dad used to like collect watches, real watches, before we had <clears throat> digital. And you'd pull the back off these watches, and you'd see gears, and you look tight, and there'd be jewels. You know, these, these old Swiss <laughs> watches? That's what the scriptures are like. It's like all these gears, prophetic gears, meshing together. These jewels are moving, counterweights, little springs. That's like the Word of God. It all fits together. Turn it over, and it presents to you the person of Jesus.
0: Uh, you're right, and and especially on the cross, His true character comes out. You know, it, it's. I remember I heard this this conversation with some of these Christian pastors, and they said, you know, um, a good way to to define where a Christian is in his walk is we're kind of like tea bags. Put us in hot water and see what happens. And so Jesus was in hot water. Oh, and, yeah. And, you know, uh, everything here and his true self from the time he walked uh, in his ministry, just caring for others, his compassion, uh, his ability to continue to do God's work uh, to save us from sin and mm-hmm. the curse of death was all the way through till the end. Billy Graham also said that, you know, he was around a lot of people that died. Uh-huh. And he said, you know, he would hear this gurgling before uh-huh. they passed. Right. He said that, you know, that never really happened with Christ. They never recorded anything like that. When he was done, it was over. He passed. He right. was in complete control all the way up to the end. When he died, how he died, all the way through. Right. At
1: the very end, he will <clears throat> say, Father, into your yes. hands I commend my spirit. But you're right. I mean, he is... He is in total control, mm-hmm. and when he um, gives up the ghost, as it were, you know, he he actually commends himself. But it starts out with yeah. this prayer of intercession on behalf. Now then, it moves to the second one that we see in the Gospel of John, and that's where Jesus says he's looking down, right, and he sees his mother, the Virgin Mary, mm-hmm. blessed birth, yeah, and he sees John. John is often identifies himself as the apostle whom Jesus yeah. loved. That's John uh, nineteen. Uh huh. Yeah, and he'll say, uh, "Woman." Uh, behold thy son uh, you can see that
0: uh, I can read it if you want yeah okay so it's John nineteen twenty six uh-huh. through 27 uh-huh. when Jesus saw his mother there and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby he said to her woman here is your son and to the disciple here is your mother from that time on this disciple took her into his home okay here we here we again his look he's looking out for other people even in his mm-hmm. most
1: difficult valley of pain and shame he's looking out for others and now he's he, he, the fifth commandment says honor your father and your mother right. right and now he's he's caring for his mother it's implied because joseph has not been on the scene through any of the gospels mm-hmm. his earthly father but that uh he she's a widower okay and he commends her to john and he uses this word woman. Because that's how he addresses Mary in the Gospels. He never says, mother, my mother. Mm -hmm. He says, woman, uh, behold uh, your son. And then he says to John, uh, to his disciple, um, behold your mother. And then he takes her home and he cares for her at that time. Mm -hmm. So this shows the Mm -hmm. importance, really, on a very practical level of caring for family members. Right. I mean, he's really given us these incredible examples yes. of responsibility yeah. uh, even when we might not want to. And we think of like in our culture and society today, often the aged parents in that we put them in a home or you put them somewhere. And I don't know. I mean, some need it for hospital and health care. Mm-hmm. But the idea, we as children, how mm-hmm. do we uh, respect our parents? How do we care yes. for our parents? Yeah. Well, here Jesus one more time is giving us a lesson mm-hmm. of, of how do we care uh, for our for our parents you know and these you can imagine i mean this this is your son yeah. there's prophecies very early on you know, way back in luke and matthew that mary uh she was gonna a, a sword would pierce her heart she was gonna right. she was gonna bear the yeah. the, the holy one that you know the mm-hmm. son of god jesus but in that the, she would experience pain i mean you can imagine the pain while she's there and her son is not just he's being executed before her eyes but they're mocking him they're belittling him the people must this could be a very big crowd some scholars feel because why number one it's passover yes so many many extra people were coming from all the surrounding area number two there was a great um almost like a an executionary fervor was going through there. They heard there's this trial, yeah. this one that came in a week ago, right. and he was honored mm-hmm. as maybe he. this is the Messiah. So mm-hmm. you got, So there could be a, a significant mm-hmm. throng of people, mm-hmm. uh, mostly uh, enemies, mm-hmm. hostile, some mm-hmm. curious onlookers. Yeah. And then up close you have John, uh, you have the Virgin Mary, and you have some others. It's suggested that the apostles might have been viewing it from afar off mm-hmm. because there's a prophecy yeah. That says, "You strike the shepherd and the sheep will flee. Right. They'll, 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 yeah. Because they were worried. I mean, they, was, they were worried they might be mm-hmm. caught up and they would be executed because they're followers of him. That's right. So we move from there. These are the first two sayings. Mm-hmm. There's more we could yeah. share on all of these. But nevertheless, <clears throat> now we move to the one. And this is the famous one where the thief uh, will ask him. Um,
0: yeah you know Luke 23 yeah you can yeah, read that if you want There, sure. yeah I can pull that up Luke 23 yeah it starts Luke 23 43 uh, how much do you want me to read well um, you know, okay, yeah okay so yeah I'll start off um, uh, so I'll start with uh, with 39 one of the criminals who hung there hurled insults at him aren't you the Messiah save yourself and us The other criminal rebuked him. Don't you fear God, he said, since you are under the same sentence? We are punished justly, for we are getting what our deeds deserve. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said to Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus answered him, truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. Okay, thank you.
1: So now now what we see is, again, his care for others, right? right? Yeah. But... This is, this is really interesting. Earlier in the Gospels, it, it said both of these thieves were reviling mm-hmm. our Lord. But this one had a change of heart. Right. And he turns. <clears throat> now. Th- it, what is amazing here, he's seeing him die. He yeah. didn't see the resurrection, which is coming three days later, which right. really confirms the, you know, the Son of God, Messiahship of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. He sees enough uh, that he realizes that Jesus is the Savior. But he says to him, look what he says to him. Number one. He says in verse 40, uh, he says to his friend or his co-thief, uh-huh. uh, right. Do you not even fear God, seeing you are under the same condemnation? Mm-hmm. He says, We indeed justly receive the due reward for our deeds. So he, what does he see here? We should have a fear of God. Mm-hmm. He says, we, I'm being justly executed. I've done wrong. He admits he's a sinner. Uh, we're getting what we owe. The wages of sin is death. Okay, Reward for our deeds. But then he says, this man has done nothing wrong. See, there's one of those yeah. witnesses that says, declares Jesus sinless. Mm-hmm. Then he turns to Jesus and says, Lord, he's calling him Lord.
0: Right.
1: And he's hanging on a cross. I know. He's saying, Lord, remember me mm-hmm. when you come into your kingdom. Yes. That means he's a king. And he, he's 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 he has uh, entry or the keys to eternal life. You understand what this yes. thief... Oh, yeah. This is remarkable it stuff. Is remarkable. Because yeah. what he sees in his faith, yep. this this shows you, this guy could not do one good deed if he yeah. tried because his hands, hands were nailed to the cross. Right. He's got just hours to yeah. live, maybe yeah. minutes. Yeah. Some suggested... Now, of course, Jesus will go on to say, truly, I say to you, today, not... The end, you know, not later. Not, today, you will be with me in paradise. In paradise. Yeah. There's the promise. See, yeah. the thief picked the lock to heaven. A lot of people go. He was the first one to gain entry. It's very interesting. That shows me nobody is beyond God's grace. Nobody. I don't care what you've done, uh, uh, as long as. But you must do it before you die. See, he admitted yeah. he had hours to live, yeah. maybe. But you got to do it. You know <clears throat> what I mean? And so he 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 it's, does it. He confesses Christ. He makes these bold statements. And, of course, the Bible says, a broken and a contrite Mm -hmm. heart, God will in no wise refuse. Jesus does not refuse him. The the biggest thing
0: that the take-home message for me with this alone is, John, there's so many people I know, and there might be people listening today that feel it's too late for Mm -hmm. them, Mm -hmm. that it's too late for them, that what they've done in life, uh, there's no way to come to the Lord, that he won't receive them. Nonsense it is not true uh, th- this this individual uh, didn't have a year to fix any of the things he did. Jesus said from this moment on because he 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 knew Jesus or he was seeing Jesus for who he truly was the Son of God right and he asked for forgiveness that's what it's all about End of story there is no timeline but do it don't wait there you, you go. have to do it before you die yes today is right. the day of salvation you never and know th- how much time you have so if today is the day this is easter week grab a bible john always you know started me off he said look at look at uh, scripture look at john but go to church and and really start to get into the world you have plenty of time make your time now
1: yeah, we're not. The Bible yeah. clearly says, "Boast not thyself of tomorrow, right. for thou knowest not what the day right. might bring forth." And he, again, many have said that this is a picture of the human condition, David. Yeah. What do I mean? What I mean is both of these thieves were guilty. Yes, the Bible clearly says all of us, all have sinned and come short of the glory of mm-hmm. God. Both of these thieves could not help themselves. Right? They yep. couldn't, you know, get out, wiggle their way out of this thing. Mm-hmm. Number three, uh, they were both dying. Okay? Yes. We are dying. You know, these guys had yes. hours. We might have years. We might have decades. We don't know. Yeah. But we are dying. Right. That's, that's the yeah. story. The escalator <clears throat> of time is going to come to a stop one day for each and one of them. Nobody gets out of this thing alive. Mm-hmm. But right. we have opportunity. Each of these guys yes. had opportunity. What does the one do? Mocks, yes. scoffs. Mm-hmm. It's a big joke. Do this. What's happening today in the world? People mock, yeah. scoff. Their hearts picture, are hardened. Hearts. But what does they, this guy do? He yeah. once was a scoffer. Right. But he says No lord Mm -hmm. i want it and he there's the assurance jesus just says he says assuredly Mm -hmm. doesn't just say yes you'll be with me Mm -hmm. he says truly there's the security of salvation so to your point as you say to the audience our listeners today look people we are all thieves hanging on a cross we are all guilty we are all dying, mm-hmm. you know, but we have these moments in time, right? Right. like I said, God willing, years or decades to go in our lifetime. Mm-hmm. But one day is our last day, yeah. you see? But now is the day of salvation, yes. the Bible says. That's Don't right. wait for tomorrow. I had a friend, he joked about it. He says, Well, I'm going to wait till the 11th hour until i accept the lord and live my life i want to right now i says yeah but the problem with that is you might die at ten thirty. that's right <laughs> you don't know yeah. how, how many of us know david you get a phone call and you'll say hey do you remember when you graduated from this with this yeah. guy you went to high school and he died you go what yeah he was in a skiing accident or he is in yeah. a car you can't believe it no but my point being that mm-hmm. this guy did not wait any longer now the next one is, so those are your first three. Right. Okay. Yeah. Now the middle one is the crucial one, if right. you will. I mean, this is the one, um, if we stay in John, it says, right after he says to the thief, this day you'll be with me in paradise. He says in verse, it says in verse 44, now it was about the sixth hour mm-hmm. and there was darkness over all the earth until the ninth hour. Then the sun was darkened and the veil of the temple was torn in two. Now this is powerful stuff because the sixth hour is noontime in Jewish reckoning, right? Mm-hmm. The ninth hour is three o'clock. Right. For three hours, it turns to darkness. It's like night. you understand what's going on mm-hmm. here? It, it, this is this yeah. is cosmic. This is this is all all nature is like affected because why? It's Jesus hour. You understand it's Jesus. So if you hold your if you go to Psalm twenty two, Psalm twenty two. Um, this is this is uh, the famous cry. Our Lord is going to cry out uh, in John where he says, uh, mm-hmm. uh, I'm sorry, not in John, but Luke. He says, yeah. my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Well, what right. happened here was this darkness came on. Right. And th- that's when, you see, th- th- everything is happening. We don't know everything that's happening, but we sense here this is the moment uh, perhaps the wrath of God is being poured out for the sins of the world. And it says in Psalm 22 it opens up by saying what's the first verse my god my god why have you forsaken me Mm -hmm. that's what jesus says okay on the third statement from the cross so if we're at the base of the cross and we know any hebrew you know we're we're jewish we know the psalms this tells us right away oh that's that psalm that opens up my god my god so if you look at it he says why are you so far from me and from the words of my groaning oh my god i cry in the daytime right he was crucified in the morning but you do not hear in the night season. And I am not silent. Yeah. He's going through the night season. Do You understand? Yes. This is written a thousand years before the event.
0: Unbelievable. Right? Yeah. Look
1: at verse 6 of Psalm 22.
0: Go ahead, Janet. But I am a worm, yeah.
1: no man, a reproach of men, despised by the people. All those who see yeah. me ridicule me. They shoot out the, the lip. They shake the head saying, he trusted in the Lord. Let him rescue him. Let him deliver him since he delights in him. Do you see what he's saying yes. here? These people are mocking me. He says, um, verse 11, be not far from me, for trouble is near, for there is none. Then he says, many bulls have surrounded me, verse 12. Yes. Strong bulls of Bashan have encircled me. They gape at me with their mouths, They're like a raging and roaring lion. Well, he's on the cross looking down. In the first person, who's at the base of the cross? Roman soldiers. Yes. With with their armor on and metal and, and spears, like the poetic animals, like dogs and yeah. bulls or strong lions raging. Then he says of himself in verse 14, I am poured out like water. All my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax. It is. He's describing his physical condition here. Yes. He says, my strength is dried up like a potsherd. In other words, dry. As dry as toast. You know, he's physically, he can't hardly, that's why the next statement he's going to ask for is, is, I thirst. He says, my tongue clings to my jaws. You have brought me to the dust of death. Dogs have surrounded me. Well, who were dogs in that context? Yeah, the
0: the soldiers. Gentiles. uh, Yeah, the other people. Have surrounded me.
1: The congregation Mm -hmm. of the wicked has enclosed me. And then it says what? They pierced my hands and my feet. Right. No, this is a thousand years. This is a man being crucified. It's unbelievable. Capital punishment yeah. at that time in the Old Testament was stoning. Yeah, he says, "I can count on my." He's looking down at his body, and they look at me and stare. They divide my garments among them, and for my clothing they cast lots. Yeah. Boom.
0: right? How do you get this accurate prediction, one thousand years out? It, 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 like like we said john you either believe it's the word of god or you don't. It, it's that simple you know There's it, another way it, it's to describe just it's just too much yeah. i mean uh
1: when you put it together and that's why mm-hmm. i my encouragement with people this easter week look <laughs> i'm in the exact spot they before i accepted jesus david i didn't I, this stuff didn't interest me I, right. I, I was too busy with life and distractions oh, and yeah. craziness and I didn't even think, look at this and, and, you know, study the scriptures. Because, David, this thing proves itself. Nine ways to Sunday. Here, look at this. One verse in Zechariah. This is 600 years before Jesus. Yeah. Uh, it says, uh, the prophet Zechariah, chapter 12, verse 10. And I will pour out on the house of David and on the inhabitants of mm-hmm. Jerusalem the spirit of grace and supplication. Then they will look on me whom they have pierced. Right. Well, Again, look on me, God, mm-hmm. whom they pierced. When do we pierce God? Yes, they will mourn for him as one mourns for his only son and grieve for him as one grieves for the firstborn. That's a prophecy way yes. back. Yeah. And, you know, so my point being at this point is when the darkness comes. Now, mm-hmm. what is this darkness about? We we, we we don't know for sure. We do know this. Sem's, sin separates us from the presence of God. Okay, All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We know that when Adam and Eve sinned, they were separated from God, spiritually Mm -hmm. separation from God. Yes. Um, We do know that Jesus took upon himself the sins of the world. That's why it says in Mm -hmm. in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, he who knew no sin became Became sin. sin. Now, he didn't sin, but he carried sin. He carried my sin. He carried your Mm -hmm. sin. And (laughs) there's a wrath there. See, God is holy. He's just he's righteous, he's also compassionate, he's merciful, and he's all-loving. But these two have to reconcile, and that's what's happening at the cross. And we can't plumb the depths of this, everything going on here. But there's a transaction going on here that he says, my God, my God, why has you forsaken me? But what does he say to us after on the, at the Matthew 28? I will never leave you nor forsake, forsake you. you. Yeah. So he steps in the gap for us, mm-hmm. so to speak takes all that wrath, takes yeah. all that, my sin, my guilt, and he he takes it so that I would not be forsaken right. of God. Uh-huh. Do you understand with this yeah. transaction? Yeah, That's why I always tell people, Christianity is not like a set of rules. Yeah, we have rules and do this and don't do that, but it's a transaction. Yes. It's an essential transaction where you God reaches down a free gift of salvation for yeah. God so loved the world he gave, yeah. and we reach up and receive it. Mm-hmm. And when we do that, we connect. But right. this is the middle ground. This is the middle statement right here. Uh, now we're going to walk out of that and come to the next statement in John chapter 19, verse 28. Again, there's more we could say on that, but it's just time limited. Yeah. And this is where he'll say, I thirst. Okay. And it yeah. already said in Psalm 22, his mouth is dried up. Right. He's, he's, he's,
0: you can imagine where he's at at this time. I mean, it's a wonder he can even speak. Yeah, well... Yeah. Uh, you know, actually, that verse we talked about, there were really 28 key prophecies that I wrote for the crucifixion. And one was that, in Psalm 69, mm-hmm. 21, that was David. He prophesized that they would give him vinegar to drink. They right. also gave me gall for my for my food. And in my thirst, they gave me vinegar to drink. Right. And so there it is in John 19 And that's as what well. they give them. Yeah.
1: See, they dipped the a sponge. Yeah. And it's like a a soured wine. Right. And they put it up. He won't take it. It says Mm -hmm. in the one gospel. Yeah. But this is the one that says, anyone that thirst, let him come to me and I will give you living waters. But here in his humanity, what's he crying
0: out? I thirst. I thirst. I thirst. But you he know. wouldn't drink it because it had the gall in it, right? Which would have numbed him? It could have been. Yeah. That's because a good point. Th- that's actually in Matthew 27:34. 34. That's they a, gave him vinegar mingled with gall to drink, but after tasting it, he would not drink that's it. That's a good
1: point. He wanted to take the full yeah. drag wow. of the punishment. Some thought they gave it to prisoners to numb him a little right. bit. Right, right. You know, like yeah. before the firing squad, they give a guy a cigarette mm-hmm. or something yeah. like this. But he won't take it. No. You see, and it's, 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 it's interesting, they give him sour wine, vinegar, you know, we get the word vinegar. Mm-hmm. But what does he give us? He gives us the new wine.
0: You know, um, it kind of reminds me, I saw the passion of, of Christ, and man, was that brutal. Um, but, you know, the other thing they showed, and again, I wasn't there, uh, we weren't there, but it just shows how he took that beating, and even when he went down, he got back up to take more, for us uh, just to take all of the sins and all of the anger and all the hatred on himself and when you take a look at that though john the 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 crazy thing is um you know he was so disfigured even before he picked up the cross i i I don't know how he did it i don't know how he even went through carrying the cross to the place where he he pushed himself unbelievable out of love
1: and then It says in Isaiah 52, he was more marred than any man. Right. I don't know. I, I, it's hard to... Yeah. These were Roman soldiers. Okay? Oh, yeah. These guys were hardcore. No kidding. And uh, it's like, did you ever really mm-hmm. mischief his kids catch a little sparrow and they put yeah. him in a cage and they start poking him with right. sticks and throwing stuff? At. I mean, it was... it was. But he's doing it all on my behalf, on your behalf. Yeah. <clears throat> Jesus says this, greater love hath no man than to lay down his life for his friend. But he didn't lay down his life for us when we were his friends. We were in opposition to God. It's uh, who lays down his life for his enemy. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Who goes through that kind of punishment and pain for us? You know, yeah. that, that's why you, you know, I want to shout it from the rooftops. Look what, he, you know, well, look what he did. You, you know, you know
0: it, I, I almost think it's important. You know, I, I, when I first got into this, even as a, a Catholic, I, I really didn't get into, uh, reading in detail this part of the Bible. I, I didn't even read the Bible much until I became a Christian 12, 14 years ago. and uh, But you really need to get into this. You need to be absorbed into the passion, into the brutality, into the way this trial went, knowing that Jesus did it and he was not a victim. He was in complete control. Right. But when you see the pain he went through... That's going to wake you up, I pray. And then you're going to really want to get into more of it. You're right. And understand that that what he did, his suffering and his pain for us.
1: That's it. And then he'll say, um, we're moving on from there. Yeah. Then the next verse in chapter 19, verse 28, uh, this will be his uh, fourth. This will be the fifth statement in John 19. And that's where he says, I thirst. Yeah. And this speaks of his humanity. Right. We do you know, we can go lopsided mm-hmm. on either side. Mm-hmm. Just focus on his deity, right? And not, and not realize he he was human. You know, it, it speaks fully about him getting tired. Mm-hmm. It, you know, here we see him getting thirsty. He wept at the funeral of Lazarus. Uh, other times he would ask for food. He he he, he was grieved at yeah. times. But point being, he was
0: fully human. You know, he felt all that that humanity physically. Even though he was fully human, he was also fully God. But, you know, um, don't lose sight of the fact that, you know, he didn't have supernatural powers on the cross. He was fully human going through this. He's fully human. Perfect. He's still right. God. So right, so he feels everything. Feels for him okay. not to take the gall to medicate himself or to numb himself, boy, unbelievable. You Just know, think uh, of that. Uh, yeah. when
1: Jesus crosses the Galilee, it says he's asleep in the boat. Right. He's tired. He's sleeping, right? There's his humanity. Mm-hmm. Right. It'll say in, in the in the Old Testament, God neither slumbers or sleeps. Right. But there's Jesus in his humanness mm-hmm. sleeping. But then when the raging waves come and the wind is blown, they wake him, said, Master, do you, do you not concern that we perish? And then he gets up and speaks a word. The wind stops and the waves are calm. That's his deity and his humanity. His deity and his humanity clearly shown in that. But here he thirsts. But it always gets me. This is the one who says to the woman at the well, I have water to give you that you'll never thirst again. Mm-hmm. He is the one that says, John 7, anyone that's thirsty, come to me and out of your very belly will right. come. He's the one at the end says, whoever's thirsty, let him come. But in his humanity, what we did to him, he ends up saying, I'm, I thirst. I'm thirsty. He's ready to go now. He's running. You you could say he's on his death throes. Yes. Uh, You know, it's it's just Mm -hmm. minutes perhaps to live. Now, don't forget, he's on that cross for six hours. Yeah. He's on that thing for six hours. And many felt that the real uh, way a a person would die is they just couldn't breathe anymore. You know, they couldn't push up their legs to lift their their diaphragm, their lungs to to ingest some more air, to inhale some air. So anyhow, then he says... uh, finally he'll say uh it is finished mm-hmm. it is finished uh, it's over and that word greek word is to tell us die it means it's it's done it's paid in full yeah. the debt is paid the first spoken words of jesus in the bible is when they he was 12 years old in the temple and he was speaking to the learned men and all that they couldn't believe what he knew and his parents come mary comes joseph comes and they says do you know what we're worried about you he said, did you not know I had to be about my father's business? Yeah. So now the father's business is completed. Right. And that's what Jesus will say uh, in his high priestly prayer in John chapter 17, verse 4. I have glorified you on the earth. Mm-hmm. I have finished the work which you have given me to do. There it is, to tell us that. That's why we don't need a new program. We don't need a new holy book. We don't need another revelation. Salvation is complete. So if anybody comes yeah. along and says, Oh, I was visited by an angel, or I got this yes. revelation. It, no, it's over. The, God's plan for salvation is complete. Yeah, it's it's no more <laughs> additives are necessary. Yeah. You just got to come to the cross.
0: Yes, and, and, and in like, repentance, like the criminal did, and yeah. the cross next to him. I can't. Still, we have got to get it out of our heads that it's our good works that get us to heaven. It's not true. It's it's. Saying that you know uh, you you would like Jesus to forgive you of the sins, it's coming to Christ and taking him as your Lord and Savior. That's the only way that's it. We're going to get to eternity. Forget our good works, sure, we should still be doing afterwards, it as Christians, yeah, right? afterwards, yeah, but that's not how we're going to get there. Period. So, uh, before, I mean, after
1: you're saved, after you become yeah. a Christian, you want to do good works, yes, of course, I mean, yes, you know, you want to share the gospel, people. you're going right. to go into right. jails, be right. part of ministry, mm-hmm. but. The the problem with the, trying to do good works to appease God, yeah. how many good works you have to do,
0: you can't. You know? And, it, and even, if we could get yeah. it by
1: good works, why is the cross necessary? Mm-hmm. You see, we could just be like Boy Scouts, get more right. and more merit badges. Yeah. You know what right. I mean? Right. But that's but now he says mm-hmm. it is finished to tell us it's over. Mm-hmm. Um, it all started and, and and now it's it's it's, it's yeah. like God's plan. Of salvation is completed in terms of that sacrifice, yes. And this will be the end of the sacrificial system mm-hmm. yeah. 40 years hence. Out wow. of here, Think the of temple's that, destroyed, yeah. The, that's why we don't sacrifice animals today, right? You know, it's over to tell us die the covenant has yes. now been completed, uh, salvation is now obtainable. And then, fa- then, finally, he will say, The last phrase, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Uh, now. Notice he starts out his statements, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. He ends it with Father. Mm-hmm. You see that Father on either end. In the middle, when he says, God, my God, why is thou for... There's this little bit of distance there. But uh, now at the very end, we see here, he's going to say, Father, into your hands, I commend my spirit. And again, he 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 gives up his spirit. In other words, he, yeah. he is in complete control, as you right. say, David. Yeah. He has now given up his spirit but what's what's accompanying him on this is this thief, right? Or somehow or another, Isn't it you know, and that's yeah. the beauty of salvation. Yeah. As we close up on this Good Friday, David is is to, is to is to say to the listeners, look, none of us are better than the other. We all, you know, are human beings on this planet, mm-hmm. uh, trying to figure mm-hmm. things out here. But when you look mm-hmm. at this week, yeah, what we call Easter week or Passion Week. And you study the the, the, mm-hmm. the crucifixion of Jesus. You study his resurrection. And you study the promises yeah. he gives like he gave to the thief. Truly I say to you, <clears throat> you'll be with me forever. And, and really, all he really wants us to do is give up, repent. Give yes. up our old ways and these things that led us astray. And come to him. And man, you will not be dissatisfied when you see what he's going to give you. Right. I, I, if I had a whiteboard, I've done this before, and I say... I say to people, what benefits do you get from the cross and the resurrection? And we go through a list. Forgiveness of sin, removal of guilt, indwelling of the Holy Spirit, access to the Holy Scriptures, fellowship with brothers and sisters in Christ, heaven's going to be my home, uh, ability to influence people's lives forever through the power of God. whole long list, David, for free. Yes. You know, who is the old one? It's like a deal you can't refuse. (laughs) I'm going to make you an offer you can't refuse. That's right. And so, again... (laughs) We appreciate everybody listening in. This is WNZN Radio, mm-hmm. 89.1 FM, coming to you from Lorraine, Ohio. Uh, we pray God's richest blessings on you this weekend, starting with tomorrow with Good Friday. I hope you gained a little bit of insight uh, from what we discussed today, David and I. But yeah, go back cool. into the scriptures yourself. There's so many details here. Mm-hmm. We only had a limited time, but most of all, realize okay, Friday is, is is Friday and it ends yeah you know, good Friday we call it but but Sunday's coming, right? Yes, it is. <laughs> There's a resurrection. It does Amen. the story doesn't end there. Right. If the story ended on the cross, you would never have Christianity. Yes. Believe me, the apostles would have went back to the Galilee, they would have picked up yeah. their nets, they were not strong, they were not weaponized, they were not highly resourced people, but they would have went back home. We and wouldn't
0: that, have our religion.
1: We would have anything. It would, it
0: would all it would all crumble.
1: It'd be all over. Yep. But Because he did die and he did raise, and we're going to look at this next week, David, reasons to believe the resurrection. We're going to look at scripture. We're going to look at history. We're going to look at non-Christian sources, archaeology, all up and down the road. We're going to see why that tomb is empty. I've been there. It's still empty. Right. And because he lives, we can live also. So God bless all of you. Have a blessed and joy-filled Easter, David. God
0: bless everybody. Have a great weekend.